Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 34 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgevald, represented today by Carl Chevrolet or Carl Auto Group. Almost did it again. Almost did it again. Put a dollar in the swear jar and a dollar in the you just watched a fight with a helmet on jar. Uh, lots of jars in here with lots a lot of, of jars, a lot of cash in them. Uh, thank you uh, once again to Carl Auto Group for sponsoring uh, the Always Race Day podcast and alwaysraceday.com. Uh, we appreciate them a lot. If you're in need uh, for a new car, uh, could be a, a Ford, could uh, be, Damon, could be a could Honda, be an Acura. Oh, uh, Acura. What else? A Jeep? Yeah, I don't know. Do they do they have chips? I'm assuming so. I need to get the list from those. So we can we can riff on this a lot easier. It's an auto group. They and, gotta have everything. And Martinsville tonight, we almost saw a yes. victory lane trip for the Chevy Trunk Month number ten Xfinity Series car. It's basically a win because Landon Castle has a career, and I don't think Brandon Jones really does because tonight he took out Ty Gibbs to win. NASCAR Xfinity race at Martinsville. This is the instant reaction podcast from always race day. Uh, appreciate you all for tuning into this one. Uh, lots of stuff happened in Martinsville tonight. Uh, a little inside baseball for you the, to the outside people. Yeah. It really looks like we're, we're doing some extra shit, but we were going to do this anyways. Right. <laughs> this was going to happen one way. The or original, another. the original plan was we were going to podcast where I played Bristol dirt on NASCAR heat. <laughs> And we were probably going to play both of us, but we were going to practice and just talk about BS for a little bit. Uh, but this, this is, is all going to be about the Xfinity race. This has worked out much better. <laughs> you guys, you guys are really lucky because that, that podcast has gone downhill way faster than the other ones. This, this one is much better than where we were just minutes ago. Literally minutes ago, this was not going to be very fun. So I came down to uh, Missouri this weekend uh, to watch the World of Outlaws uh, with Damon cover the series uh, for their two dates this weekend. Uh, Friday's race got rained out. It's okay. Uh, worst case scenario, if tomorrow gets uh, – it's still 1030. I can say rain again. Yeah. Uh, if tomorrow gets rained out as well, uh, then I'll sit here and watch the uh, NASCAR race with Damon at Martinsville. And then F1 goes at like midnight. Yeah. I mean, we'll be set. Like so I, I was like, I'm coming either way. Like, I don't really Might care. Might as well. Uh, and we saw this treat of a damn Xfinity race tonight. Uh, 
I don't know if it was much of a treat. No, I mean it was it was a truck series race. It was it was truck and Arca if they had a love child and had stock cars instead. And decided to throw it at Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the asphalt version. The asphalt version of Knoxville. Of the truck race at Knoxville. This was I mean, this was like Pocono, but this was this was nuts. When you have a junkyard on the front on the front stretch. That was that was impressive. The quotes from Dale Jr. tonight, uh, he uh, gold as always. He at one point said that twenty percent of the people in the grandstands right now really need to piss. Mm-hmm. You got to feel for them. Yep. Uh, he asked if NASCAR was cleaning up uh, to prepare for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Correct. Anytime you can put Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade into a sentence, I enjoy it. Especially when it comes from Dale Jr. Right. I, a legend. A legend in. Uh, and you yeah. can tell, I can tell how big of a Dale Jr. fan my dad is because there's two laps to go. And he texted me, Dale Jr.'s getting up there. And I think he must have been watching like right before the replay yeah. when Dale went to went all the cars. Because the leaderboard, when he texted me that, Jr. was out of the top 20. Yeah, he was 22nd. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I feel so bad for my dad because like J- Jeff Gordon has raced. The most since, Jeff Gordon has raced is that test he had at the uh, BC 39 in the USAC midget. Ever since he drove Dale Jr.'s car. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I felt bad for my dad because I think he's clinging on to uh, a little bit of sentimental value there. Hey, Jr. finished 11th, so there's that. No, yeah, he was up there. He, he did technically get quote-unquote up there. All we need is Ty Gibbs to get you know DQ'd, and then Jr. gets top 10. Landon Castle, the only way Landon Castle could get DQ'd is for swearing on the radio the one time he does a year. I was going to say, did he do that? No, I'm saying, I I mean, if we're trying to talk ourselves into a Dale Jr. win. Well, I'm just saying Dale Jr. top 10. He doesn't even have to win. He's top 10. That's fair. And, you know, DraftKings only goes odds to top five unless you go to the special panel. They usually only have it for yeah. cup races. Yeah. So, listeners, again, all 17 of you. Give that. us more credit. It's more than that. It's okay. Well, this I, one, I know this the actual number, but I don't want to lie too high. Or I, I'd rather lie too low, if anything. Well, I don't get shared to these actual numbers, so it's it's four thousand seventy. That's good to know. No, that's way too high. That's good to know. <laughs> anyway, someone someone send me a betting a sports book that will award single race odds in parlays like that. Um, and take me to a top 10 odds, like the top five and top three. They give like different odds for top three and top five. Yeah, it's do. like almost the same thing. It's the same thing, but they give different. Yeah, I don't get that. I, I don't either. Um, we're going to. All right. This is going to sound awkward because I don't, I don't want to pause the recording. I think I think we're fine. But we're bringing on a longtime friend of the show. Uh, one of my good buddies, Iowa State fan, NASCAR fan, big Chase fan, big yeah. Chase Elliott. He's the Chase Elliott Chase, fan of the podcast. Chase, Chase is the second Chase Elliott fan of the podcast. Who's the first? You? You. I think no, uh, no you. Uh, Spider Man meme, verbal meme no, here, no. pointing at each other. No. Spider Man meme. Definitely you. <laughs> All right, we're bringing on Jake Voss. Hold on here. I forgot this was going to be an awkward silence until he gets connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just drinking here. Here we go. Voss, you yeah. hear us? Yes, sir. All right. We're already recording, actually. Sounds good. So we're, we're all good to go. We've in, <laughs> we've entered the intro of the race. We we just need to pick the uh, – I, I, I will tell, tell the intro for this part, I guess. 
Uh, but Ty Gibbs pulls down to pit road, uh, walks up, right? Walks up to Sam Mayer. out of the car, walks up to Sam Mayer. This is an 18-year-old fighting an 18-and-a-half-year-old. <laughs> uh, so he, he first goes after Sam, gets in his face, and then Sam throws a little something, and then Ty turns around, and then Sam pushes him again. And I think, according to Chris Knight, he told him to take his helmet off. Um, but at the end of it, at, at some point, Ty throws the first punch. They start fighting. And then the NASCAR official with the helmet on is trying to tackle both of them simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had a big fight, um, and we're going to try to tear it down in the best order possible. My ADHD is kicking it into all 17 corners there in the intro. So you can see how well this is going to go. What were your thoughts, Jake? I was, I was next to Damon the whole time. So. Yeah, uh, I was, it was funny. Like I had the, the race on kind of flipping back and forth between drive to survive and the race, like because of all the cautions. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like the end, I'm like, all right, it's going to end. And you know, stuff just kept happening. And then I see the way that it went down in the end. And I'm like, all right, like, the way that Ty races, he can't like be mad, right? Or at least not mad enough to make it do like make anything happen on pit road or after the flag. And then it goes down like that. And my biggest thing is you don't approach a guy that's taking his helmet off and then walk away and turn around surprised and keep your helmet on. And then when he's like pushing and telling you to take your fucking helmet off, sorry, uh, I'm going to drop that already. Oh no, you can no, you can do that. That's okay. Car- the Carlisle <laughs> like, guys don't listen to the podcast. At least we don't think Connor has gotten at least two out already. Okay. Yeah. But you, yeah, you, you're, you're like, the guy comes back at you and is like pushing you in the chest, telling you to take your helmet off. And then you're going to start swinging on him with your helmet on. Like, that's not the, no, like that's, you're a coward. And then, um, and, and extremely I'll, a coward. I'm going to pile on, on that too. Um, but Damon, uh was sitting here with me what did ty say afterwards ty, he, ty he, gets on they go the they go straight to ty with the microphone and he goes fantastic yeah, job going came, right to him by the way he got he got into me he got into my face and yeah. we just looked at each other like is he really saying that right now? ty gets out of the car says yeah he walked up to me and got into my face no no, that's not how that well, went. You said it back. He got on camera and said that. He got out of the car and he walked up to Sam. Right. Yeah, he walked up to Sam and Sam got in his face. He actually pushed the NASCAR official out of the, out way, of the way to, to talk get to, to Sam. Sam. So I, now that's push the push the official out of the way. That guy sucks. I'm in I'm sorry he got hurt. <laughs> I, I'm very sorry he got hurt. I'm not cheering for him to get hurt. Here's the deal, buddy. It's a one versus one fight. Until it gets to two versus one, mm-hmm. or until someone hits the ground, it's you like, don't yeah. do anything and try yeah, to tackle kind of the, both. It's kind, of the ho- it's kind of the hockey rule. Yeah, right. right. That's, like you yeah, let that's him go until somebody's on the ground or whatever. Like and the other part different. of that hockey rule is if you fight with your helmet off, I consider you a pussy. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I thought Ty was a very skilled driver coming in tonight. I was Dame and I were talking about him coming into the race. I said, like, I think in five years, he's going to look back at some of the things he said and be like, I could probably have toned that down, uh, done something different here. You know, we all do that. The leaving the helmet on a fight thing, that's like a rule seven of 2000, right? If there's 2000 rules to NASCAR, I, I'm making up my own analogies You're here. You're making yeah. up rules. But it that's makes one of the sense. first things you learn. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's one of those things that you, like, it's not even just NASCAR, like, 
you don't in any sport, I would say you don't like go at a person, especially a person that's taken their helmet off voluntarily and then let them come at you, leave your helmet on and then start throwing punches at them. And I think Ty keeping his helmet on, like, I don't think Sam was ready for that punch because he had his helmet on. Because Ty had his on. I think he knew it was coming, but it was the fact that he didn't get much. He was turning away and then the punch happened. But it it was just ridiculous. The, The guy is the first one to complain when someone does something to him, but has nothing to say when he's moving everybody else and their dog out of the way. Yeah, I think I think that's my biggest thing with that's Ty my problem is I, I haven't necessarily and I, I tweeted earlier, like, you know, you want to talk about getting added to my list of least favorite drivers or hated drivers or whatever. I've he's already been working his way there just from what I've been watching of him doing, but he hasn't necessarily had the, oh, I got moved and had to deal with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and had a bad reaction like this yet. And he, he did like literally last week, he, he had no intention of making a corner no. and, and won the race because of it. Cause yeah, he, he shipped JHN him. He just, all the way yeah, up the he hill. Just doored him. And then you have this where you have a guy that's racing for a hundred thousand dollars and he takes advantage of a position and you're mad because you he did that and you lost a couple spots i guess I, like i i mean you're you're both racing for the the money and he took advantage of position he didn't like he didn't do anything to tie that was like i'm going to ruin your race it was i'm going to take advantage of my position you might lose a couple and i'm going to gain this one right so if you guys uh, go to the Always Race Day Twitter as well, come on, my buddies have videos of their uh, reactions of the fight and their, their videos of uh, what's going on. Do you want to play that Sam Mayer one? Do you want to play it? We can. The Bob from Bob. Yeah, I would. I'm curious. Put the vo- just put the volume yeah, up there. I mean, it's I gonna sound bad. But- That's what it kind of looked like on the video. Yeah, it's kind of funny because he walked up to me. I had my helmet off already, and he kept his helmet on. So obviously he was scared about something, or he had it in his mind to throw a punch the whole time. So that's on him, not me. Uh, I'll talk to him if he wants to, but I'm fine. I couldn't care less. I'm going to move on and race everybody just as hard because uh, that's what that's what the Xfinity Series is all about. So I'm going to go out there and do my best, and he can do whatever he wants. And at the end of the day, anyone can do whatever they want to him because he's put that, himself in that reputation. So it doesn't matter. Amen, brother. Amen. I think Sam, um, well-spoken uh, doing it, but said basically what a, a lot of people and probably drivers and everybody else think about Ty at this point. Like, yeah, Ty is a hell of a driver. He's proven that. But he's also proven that he's just going to wreck people if if they're in his way and nope. he has the opportunity to. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's just it's ridiculous. And now SportsCenter is going to pull up the uh, 
Fight Night. <laughs> They're they advertising it as NASCAR Fight Night. They literally have it as NASCAR Fight Night. Um, it, it's just it's ridiculous that the guy gets. We're looking to, at this here. That's for third place. The guy gets to do whatever he wants and then expects no repercussions afterwards. I just don't get why that why that warranted that reaction. Like, you know, like Sam said, he was going for a for the for the money, and you know, it I, came down. Yeah, I think it's what a lot of people have said. He got it too, right? Um, no, uh, Almendinger ended. No, Almendinger ended up getting it because of those two getting together. Oh, okay, Almendinger okay. So Dinger got that. I see. Or whatever. Gotcha. Or whatever it was. That's my but favorite think, driver I, in NASCAR. Ty's, Ty's reaction is what a lot of people have been kind of stating and waiting for um, in in the way that he's been racing. Everybody's been saying, yeah, you do what you got to do to win. Okay. Like that's fine. If you're going to, if that, if that's how you're going to race, that's fine. That's how you're going to race. Yeah. If it's, but, if what, it's... But, but what happened, but what happens when the guy behind you takes advantage of his position of being able to put a bumper to you or door you. And I, and I think the right way to react to that was how AJ Allmendinger reacted when Chastain got him. And while he was, he bumped him bumping around uh, Chastain already in that race. I get it. Um, he's going to, no matter what, be like the classier guy at the end of it. And I hate using the word classy because the stay classy, do this. Don't call someone a, d-bag after a game or something like i i hate that stuff but uh how almondinger reacted like it, it is for the win mm-hmm. and i think we've seen a lot of moves like that lately this this one particular wasn't tonight but it did cause a fight but if it's for the win i might be biased in who i'm cheering for to win the race but if it's for the win it's for the win that's that's all it is what are you looking at? Yeah, the Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Reddick, Reddick wins Twitter tonight. Tweeted a video throwing gloves. <laughs> no, I still like uh, Carson Hosevar's uh, first time tweet. That uh, was good. Yeah. Um, what did Reddick? I didn't see what Reddick just. I, just tweeted, I saw. I saw. Reddick tweeted a video that said, "I'm ready for the race tomorrow" with his bag packed, and then threw a couple of boxing gloves on top of it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Also, he might be a guy that uh, might need those tomorrow. I was going to say, running. he might throw some punches. Yeah, if Chastain's uh, near him. Yeah. Well, I mean, in general, <laughs> the way he's been running, like he could be up there and moving, moving people. So it just, you know, I, I'm tired of, you know, when Kevin Harvick made the uh, Silver Spoon comment about the Dylan boys back in the day. Boy, does that apply today? Yeah, and I, I've come around a little bit on. I, I I felt that way about the Dillons. I still there's still a little bit of that of that there, but the way that I've seen them do things, I, I feel a little bit better about them. But Ty for me it is the new like, okay, Silver Spoon always mm-hmm. best equipment, successful, do what do whatever the hell he wants, person. And I mean, maybe he, you know, it's, it's hard too because of the age, like Connor, you said it earlier that like maybe in five years, he's a different person races a little different and would look back at tonight and think what an idiot I was for doing that. You don't, right. you know, it's, I still it's, say dumb shit to this day that I know I'm going to look back <laughs> on it five years and be like, damn, that was, that was stupid. 
Yeah. It's like, but when you're 18, you're like that emotion and however he's dealing with the feelings that he has at the point at that point to, to be that mad and whatever, like, I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe in five years, he's uh, somebody that I don't hate, but tonight I hate him because that was some bullshit. He is somewhat justified in it. Um, At the same time here, this is a kid that never raced trucks. You know, a lot of these kids have have that vetting period. I call it a vetting period. Truck the truck series is ARCA premium. It can be, but if you know, he was in a if he was in a KBM truck or whatever, like he's just it would gonna be nothing be, different. No, he's just he's just do what Kyle Bush does most of the time, and he he'd place top three if not win everything. Yeah, it, it would be no different. He, he wouldn't have to that. be in tenth place fighting the the guys that are skilled and race well, and but maybe put some doors to you. Right. But psychologically to him. And also like, I think there's more truck guys that can compete with whoever than there are Xfinity guys. If that makes sense to you. Um, just, I, you know, I still think Ty Gibbs would win a lot of races, but I think he'd have another year to grow up there and learn. Yeah, okay. And if you, if you do it in a truck race like that, that race was caution filled. There's a lot more truck races that are caution filled at the end like that than there are than there are Xfinity. Okay. Yeah, I didn't agree with that yeah. statement at first, but yeah. Sorry, it, it gets like there that, at the end. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like Natalie Decker racing in that race tonight. Like I, I thought that was she completely just to the end. Completely inappropriate for her to still be in the track, <laughs> eighteen laps down and running that slowly. But yeah, well. She didn't. Hey, she didn't wreck anyone. She didn't fight anybody. So she had a better night than Gibbs almost. That's the maybe that, not in the paycheck book, but at least not. Don't be in the way. If <laughs> nothing else, right? I just, yeah, I, I, it's so frustrating to me. Said Junior having a beer with Gregson. Yeah, actually, Gregson's drinking a white cloth. That makes a difference to you. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Notice it gets closer every day for my chances to get with Noah Gregson. <laughs> Notice that Josh Berry is not in the photo with Junior, by the way. Oh, hey, dude, they, had, a, they had an interesting night. That was Didn't uh, they, though? <laughs> I mean, like, all of the like, Junior and Berry stuff's going to get under the table because of this. I mean, like, was there that much actual, like, no. I think Junior's going to tell me. They, 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 they were very coincidentally like involved in things, but it, it was yeah. It, it, that outside that was, of Junior, outside of Barry's tire getting cut, that was that was about the only thing. Junior's a good boss. Like I, he reminds me of Chris Williams, and I think he, he'll just go tell him like that was stupid to do. Don't so do you're it next comparing time. Comparing Junior to Chris. Yeah, I would say Junior is Chris Williams is the Dale Junior of in a relative sense of being sure, a boss. I can't. I cannot wait for. Chris I mean, Mike being Williams, a literal boss. Mike yeah. is definitely Dale Senior. So yeah, exactly. That yeah. So this this works out, Damon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. No, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. I was texting with my couple of my buddies uh, that were all watching it, and and this is this is away from Josh and Junior, but uh, we're talking about like guys being in position to win and moving people, and I obviously was rooting against Ty and I was like, you know, get Sam up there, get Noah up there, whatever, like get a good restart, whoever, and, and, you know, dump Ty and go win it. And at the same time I was typing, 
uh, I think, or I know Noah would wreck everybody in the field except maybe junior to win the race. My buddy sent, yeah, Noah would re- even wreck junior to win the race tonight. So <laughs> Jordan, Which, Bianchi, I mean, I kind of wanted to, I would have liked to have seen it just to see what Noah that actually did, but. Yeah. I think I think he would have wrecked him, and I think Junior would have congratulated him. Well, and my my response to that was there's a difference between like moving a guy and like dumping a guy and wrecking him into the wall. Right, right. And I think Junior would have been fine with would be fine with getting moved. Getting dumped into the wall is a little bit different, but yeah. And I yeah, and I don't I don't think it would. It'd be pretty tough to wreck Dale Junior into the wall. Yeah, you know, a guy with that much experience, just like it's mm. hard to wreck Landon Castle in the wall. He's the best wrecking lawyer I mean, in NASCAR. That's and that's not you can get on a guy's bumper and run him into the corner and dump him into the wall. Yeah, it's easy to dump somebody at Martinsville too. Yeah, or you could move him just a little bit, and it just has any Gibbs. Definitely didn't mean to do that to Chase Elliott. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Denny, Denny got what was coming to him. Just oh, last Jake, Jake, you, you would know, you know, this like listening to the podcast and stuff. The dirt fans got super pissed at me when I said, Chase Elliott's making his wing sprint car debut in November <laughs> and did a huge video on Facebook. It didn't numbers, but every comment on it was like, fuck off. You privileged asshole. Like, it, I mean, it was like, I was getting, the most Republican people were calling me privileged for mm. being a Chase Elliott fan. <laughs> I was just like, I, show I him. There's a 10-minute yellow flag. Just show Chase <laughs> Elliott. Maybe go take a microphone to his car or something. So I get That's painted so as the Chase Elliott fan. So now I sarcastically pretend yeah, that I'm not. I, I don't I don't follow all of your interactions, but I do enjoy the um week to week or podcast to podcast, like different things that come up and I have to be like what happened that I missed or like, Oh yeah, I know that happened. And that's why Connor's being a sarcastic ass about this this week. <laughs> yeah. It's always yeah. something. And, and it's something you got to really pay attention because I, I shift gears so much just naturally. It's re- I got to start taking my Adderall right before the podcast. No, no, that would make it boring. Don't make you, I think I would stay on track. I, at this point, you want me off track? At this point, we might as well keep it off track. All right. Well, we're we're going off road. What else, what else happened tonight? We're doing the, the reaction. <laughs> we went over the other stuff, but was there anything else super interesting other than them wrecking every 30 laps? Iowa native Landon Castle almost won a damn Xfinity race. I love it. I love Landon Castle. He is. You finished second. I, I grew up on Fridays during NASCAR Cup Series qualifying, and my first objective. I, I guess my second objective was to see where Jeff Gordon qualified. And my first one was to see where Landon Castle qualified on Friday afternoon in his starting park, Joe Nemechek car. <laughs> and it was always top 20. He was fucking ramming that thing up there and never got credit for it. Never did. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a funny thing that uh, unless you have a rooting interest on uh, like a specific person that you don't, probably notice as some of those guys that right and i i, I got lucky because i liked him because he's from iowa yeah sure. you know that, that was why i was cheering for him and rooting for him so hard but every week it got more fun because i'm like he's gonna get a top 15 starting spot yes. like this is insane yeah no the, those are those are uh those are fun when you can find a guy that to like look at and be like i've watched this guy do these things and have a car that yeah probably should run 30th or worst and watch him run a, you know, 
top 20 race with them or something. Absolutely. Uh, Sports center on TV update for those who aren't in Missouri. Sports center on the TV is doing the not top 10 of the month, I think. Because these are a week. No, well, no, the the sweeper video was from two weeks ago. Okay, so it is the month. Yeah, number one was not Ty Gibbs throwing punches with a helmet on. So I'm <laughs> questioning. Well, because it's so new, they couldn't get it in in time. Yeah, That's they true. just couldn't edit it into the real. Yeah. Maybe it'll be next month. It might be next month. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. look for that. Yeah. We'll update. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, outside of outside of that, Dale Jr. rebounds to 11th place after his man. What a, what a wild! Did you? Did you see him squirt through that fucking? Yeah, that's pile what I'm up? saying. We were, so if you listen back to this tomorrow, the ten minutes we did before, I was saying like my dad has got to be like really sentimental about stuff because he texted me when there's two laps to go. The leaderboard shows Junior in twenty second, and he said, "Junior's getting up there again, Connor." Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, he is, Dad. You're right." Yeah. <laughs> he did. And I knew I, I knew he was just watching the replay of him scrummaging through, but I had I had assumed like Junior had pitted, and the transponders had updated because it was under yellow at the time. Oh yeah, but I they had not. He, they he had still not. got eleventh. Um, my did. dad's just such a big Junior. I I just hate like I hate it so much because it feels like it's like a a race fan on their deathbed, dude. I I love because my dad and I are both like Chase fans, but I'm not as big of a Chase fan as I was a Jeff Gordon fan, and he's not as big of a Chase fan as he is a Dale Junior fan still. Dale Junior still is going to always be the best in my opinion. I love Dale Junior. Much bigger Sam Mayer fan than Oh, who isn't a driving Sam driving the iconic yeah, I, Mike, the iconic Michael Annette number one car? I was going to go with Steve Park, but close <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I would have to probably go to. Did they win the same Steve amount of races? Park, I think they did. Right. Steve Park won one more. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's interesting because like I enjoy Junior coming back, and I enjoy the fact that he continues to like run a race a year and and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I do too. I like it because one, it puts people in the stands as we saw tonight. That was a big thing. And two, it just, it, it keeps him relevant in a car versus just the television booth. That's yeah. That's a, that, that's something that I, I probably wouldn't even have touched on. Um, but one, so, all right. So story time for a minute. I'll make this quick. My no, dad, I, hey, love it. hey, take as long dad, as you need. My stories are way longer. My dad, Dale Earnhardt fan. I grew up as long as I can remember. I was a Jeff Gordon fan. I'm assuming because of the rainbow car. That's the same story. I liked it. Same story as mine, but I've been, I was a Gordon fan forever. And my dad had to deal with that. Um, but I never had the like rivalry, like thing or hatred for Mm -hmm. Earnhardt. I just respected him. Um, so then I've always liked junior. And then when he went to Hendrick, that was great. Right. So I love junior, especially since he's like retired or like opened up more with his podcast and stuff. It's great. So when he comes back and he's, he's commentating and then he goes and races, it's fantastic that he still stays involved and, and to the point of like, he is still in cars. So like yeah. when he, if he's going to go be in a booth, like he races a car, he's in a car at least once a year. He's also been involved in like testing the next gen car. Like, yep. that's fantastic. Like, because it, he at least has some experience. That's what I really enjoy about the guys that like retire and then go to the booth. But then a lot of those guys don't touch the cars after that. 
Right. And so then eventually it's just like, well, I don't really care what you have to say about the car because you haven't been in one in five years. So where does, where does junior race next? Do you think? Where did he race last year? Well, he was at Richmond last year. His first year out of retirement was Richmond. And then he went to Darlington and then he went to Miami and he was at Richmond last year and Martinsville this year. I'm going to guess based on like listening to him, his podcasts and him, him talk about it. He's probably going to stay at smaller tracks Mm -hmm. for as long as he does it. So the the reason he, he only does one race a year, junior would still be in a car full time. I believe if not for his concussion issues, his sponsor, uh, Hellman's is always the sponsor of these one-off races. He does. Um, they want him to do one race a year. It's uh, kind of an agreement. They worked out. And Junior wants to be there. He wants to race every week. It will be at a short track. It will be at a track shorter than a mile, a mile or shorter, I guess. Yeah. Well, he did do Miami though, which is a mile and a half. Did he do Homestead? Yeah, he didn't. That was last or two years ago. I I think with I guess I didn't realize I think, that. I think with his uh, two kids now and all of like he's kind of evolving to mm-hmm. like I I like to do things, but. He's also just like listening to literally listening to what he says on his podcast is like, I don't want to risk too much right. to still do this. And that's why I think it's probably going to be. Yeah. You're uh, do you remember when Peyton Manning. Think, do you remember that doctor said that shit about Peyton Manning? That's like, Hey, if you get hit really bad, that like one more time, your neck's just going to snap. Is that a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. There's, there. I thought there was something with Peyton Manning that like, one guy evaluated him and was like, Hey, you're like risking a lot playing another season. And then a second guy or a third guy said like, I, yeah, I don't think so. I think you're somewhat decent. I never heard that. I could be, I mean, that was long enough ago, but I don't remember. Right. I, and I, I don't remember who, who the hell said that. So I could just be, uh, I've been dreaming. But, but if you're, but if you're Dale jr in his situation, right? Like you have a family that you've started and realized like a little bit of like the risk you want to take and you can do basically whatever the hell you want. You have this agreement to race one race. And I think with uh, like hearing him open up on his podcast about the tracks he likes and dislikes, I mean, he's probably just going to go short track racing once right. a year. So 10 more years or whatever. Right. Like I, I did hear him say today or yesterday, one of the two, um, he said that he was only going to run tracks in the Southeast because that's where Hellman's was based out of. And that's so basically takes up half the schedule. I think his next track will be Bristol in the fall. Not this year, obviously, but next year. year. Yeah. Uh, I want to I mean, see I, Junior at Bristol Dirt, a true crown jewel that's historic in NASCAR's venues. That'd be fun. It'd be Has fun. He ever run on dirt? No, I don't think so. If he did, it was a long ever, time ago. Because like he he talks about like the stuff he was doing when he was younger, but that was all like it was hungry. South Boston and yeah, stuff like that. It was that. all like small, short, uh, paved, paved short tracks. Paved short tracks, yeah. I don't think he did do dirt. I don't think he ever did the prelude either. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't recall. I'm not sure. I, I got recall. two. I got two things here though. Okay, so if you if you want to say like my idea is far fetched there on the Bristol dirt thing. Okay, I got a buddy in Vancouver. Okay, 
Iowa is southeast compared to Vancouver. What if Dale Jr. runs at Iowa? <laughs> well, they got to get a race back at Iowa. That's what first. I'm saying. There's a lot of it's a perfect storm thing. So I think yeah. we can hope for Bristol Dirt as a less non-zero chance of a miracle. I think Bristol in the fall is a better choice. Than right. I, I agree. Um, yeah, with the it's Bristol baby too, and like Dude, doing all that. Dale, Imagine Dale, if he won that. Like, right, that'd be sick. All right, I, you you have sold me. I want him at Bristol. I'm telling you. Um, the prelude to the dream. Let's. This is the other instant reaction thing. Um, that we could talk about that's relevant tonight. That kind of shifts pace a little bit. So Kyle Larson's running a late model challenge, quote unquote. It's like a Ryan Newman NASCAR Thunder challenge on this thing and they're doing it at volunteer speedway and uh bulls gap tennessee on thursday next week right before bristol dirt uh william byron has wrote his name down to be in it um and he's i was telling damon henry motorsports already has the best team in nascar i would i would go on i would go on the record as saying they're number one yep Alex Bowman's coming into his own. He's kind of showing like, hey, I got consistency. These quote-unquote fluke wins aren't fluke wins. Stop calling that. William Byron was a little bit behind. He could have won the race last week if it was three laps shorter. Mm. And now he's running dirt more. Hendrick is about to have four solid drivers all at the top of their game right now. And he's about to have four solid drivers that may or may not be running dirt every weekend not like they're running dirt every weekend but right. they they all race dirt semi-regular at some point yeah. that's insane and it's a perfect storm of wow this team is elite what what's insane about it to me is um the point that they're at now compared to where they were um 18 months ago I was going to say, yeah. So like the biggest thing in, well, you know, not to talk about the Kyle Larson thing that happened, but Kyle, so then Kyle comes to Hendrick and part of those terms. And then at the same time, I think everybody kind of got the same thing was like, I want to be able to race dirt outside, you know, want to be able to go basically do what I want outside Mm -hmm. of, you know, the weekends when we're racing. And, and landing before, before before then that was not a thing that was allowed. Right, landing like, you, Kyle you Larson to, you was the reason. A, you have to get a sign off to do anything semi risky, go race something, and it didn't really happen at Hendrick anyway. I don't think it really happened in a lot of places. But and I wouldn't I wouldn't say Hendrick was like being badgered every week by the guys that were racing for him to run dirt, but. It was just kind of the way that it was. It was the status quo type of thing. Right. right. And but once they once he signed Kyle Larson, that's that is the fucking that that's and it was you, the, ha, it was you have term, to budge on that. You cannot sign terms, Kyle Larson without doing that. It was the terms of Kyle signing, not that Kyle had a lot of leverage, but he still kind of did. He was and still he was still the top prospect of NASCAR's free he was, agents. He's still one of the best race car drivers that was out there, and Hendrick was probably one of the only teams that could have signed him at that point. And so. I'm sorry, I'm Hendrick sorry for the people. I'm sorry for the people in 2020 that were tweeting me about Kyle Larson and stuff like that. I mean, he I was still the top prospect, and you you yes. absolutely should have taken the PR hit to sign him. There's there's teams that it paid off. Yeah, look it at, didn't. No, it did. He won the fucking next but championship. Not, not even I, that. Just the fact that HendrickCars.com got pissed because their car was not 
on the track when Hendrick broke the record for the most amount of wins by a single team. And that led him to having a 34 race deal with <laughs> Hendrickcars.com this year. So bad, badass paint scheme on it, that thing. I mean, it, it, literally, it literally promoted Rick's company to the Rick CEO said, we want our name on the car damn near every week. The funny thing about it was, is at the start of that, it was because he couldn't get a sponsor. Right. And now they like can't stop and now shifting through applications. Now they can't get anybody else on the car. Yeah. And I like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Kyle Larson at Hendrick Motorsports for just moral reasons. I think Kyle's done a good job since his shit went down. Since he said what he said, I think he's done a good job. I didn't love it, but I knew that putting him in Hendrick equipment, he was going to be a fucking problem. Like for everybody for the next 15 years or whatever. Like that guy is one of the best pure racers there is. And I tweeted it, and it it came true that year. He will he won the, went and won the championship. Like it was a great year. So like I, you, you like you can you can say what you want, and I probably won't disagree with you morally about uh, signing Kyle Larson. But um, it as far as like the business racing team, it was the right move. And also, you have a guy that's pushing Chase Elliott. So and Kyle Larson's summer of 2020 people talk about 2021 because it has nascar in it his summer of 2020 after he got a couple of dirt races under his belt he was the gino Ariema of sprint car racing 100 and like i watched a race in kansas city with jared um stansbury and he looked at his friend after the race ends and dominic selsey's giving him all he's got and he looked at his friend after the race ends and goes guess who won the dirt race Kyle Larson of all people. <laughs> and I'm like, look, man, this isn't a Lewis Hamilton deal. He had to fight for that one. And he, it's, it it's was, insane. Like the, the yeah. dominance he puts on against pros from every well, people well, don't always, understand every vehicle he gets in. He's racing against guys that only race that vehicle all year. Mm-hmm. And he's kicking the, their ass. Uh, what was the, the first time he went and ran a, uh, a dirt car a model show. After yeah. the pandemic, or yeah, yeah that was, was the first time no, he ran no, after the pandemic. No, I'm saying when the pandemic was going on, the first show he ran afterwards was Knoxville with no fans. No, I thought it was the first Lucas Oil late model show that he went and like big show that he went and ran. He was the first oh, he won he the season opener in 2021. Yeah, no, he went and he, like, got, it was his first late, late model race. He his won it. His first late model race, he finished sixth. The next night, he won. Uh, that was Outlaws. Okay, okay. Right. That was World of Outlaws. And right. then he won the Lucas champ or the Lucas not championship. The Lucas, the Lucas season opener the okay, next that, year. That's what it was. I, I was thinking it was like the first time he ever gotten one, but whatever. Yeah, like, it was the, the first, second time he ever gotten one. <laughs> yeah, the first like, time he ever gotten the one. The second show he ever went and went and raced. Like the first time he ever gotten one, he went and won his second night out yeah i mean the guy the guy went and finished top 10 his first night out and finished his first the second night out ever in a late model yeah it's it, yeah that that guy he's ridiculous but it's fun to watch it's fun to watch do we have picks for martinsville tomorrow i got chase elliott <laughs> just because he's on the pole or what 
That's right. First poll since 2020. Hey, Chase is a straight shooter. He doesn't ride the pull too much, okay? What does that mean? You don't probably want to know. You can pick it apart however, you, however you'd like. I'm just gonna I can pick that apart a couple ways. Connor. Open to interpretation. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I didn't. I haven't really even watched. I know that Chase got the poll because I saw it. I don't even know what the grid looks like. What's the top ten? Chase, Eric Amarola, Cole Custer, Chris Busher, Byron, Harvick, Bell, Larson, Keselowski, and Todd Gilliland are the top ten. Man, Truex is not even top ten. Truex is twentieth, actually. Um, I was, that's what I was wondering if Truex had figured something out finally, but I mean, not based on that. I, I guess my pick is, I don't know. I want to take Larson, but I'm going to take Kyle Busch instead. And I hope you lose. I, I, I hope so too. I, I very much dislike Kyle Busch. I, I as, I as well do. But at some point, the guy's got to get off the snide. That's yeah. You're not wrong. He's too good of a race car driver. And I think you might as well be at Martinsville. That that guy, as much as I dislike him, is one of the best NASCAR wheelmen I've right. seen. So, yeah, that's never a bad, probably never a bad pick. No, watch. He'll, I go, I'm, he'll go out lap five tomorrow. Yeah, he'll wreck the pace car, too. <laughs> Harvick isn't, uh, uh, isn't a short track guy, or not like a short, short, super short track guy, but they picked it up finally. And I guess him qualifying that quick, I might, I might be intrigued to pick Harvick. Okay, I'd be surprised with Harvick. Just I not, would not, 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 my, not anything, not anything can I to you. My pick. Yeah, I'm taking Willie B. Willie B. All right, he William Byron won at uh, the he, truck race. He won the like. truck race and he qualified fifth. I'm taking Willie B. In Kyle Larson's paint scheme. <laughs> You look at the disapproval of Damon every time I make that joke. (laughs) No one, for the record, no one has gotten pissed at me for making that joke. I'm going to tweet at you now. But it's, (laughs) I I feel bad because of Ricky Hendrick. Oh, no. Yeah. Have you ever actually explained that on a podcast? The whole that paint, that paint scheme? scheme is Ricky Hendricks. I think yeah. we did. I think we did the first time I made the joke. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't remember if you ever actually did. So that they're for, also for you also you have, you have to be you have to be a really like hardcore NASCAR. You person. do because right. it's not it's, talked about. It's not like common knowledge. Which we might as well just tell it now. That no, tell, you you go ahead and tell it. It's like the uh, guy who died at WWE coming down for the rafters in the blue bandit costume right, or whatever his right. name was. But the reason Kyle Larson drives the paint scheme that he does is it was Ricky Hendricks, Rick Hendricks' son's paint scheme uh, that he originally drove back in, what, 2001 in the truck series, I think it was. And then when Ricky decided to step out of the car and put someone else in it, um, he put Brian Vickers in the five Xfinity Bush Series car at the time with that paint scheme on it. Fast forward to 2000 and was it 2004? Was that when it yeah, was? I would I would say four. So 2004, uh, they the teams were heading to Martinsville, and a Hendrick plane with Rick Hendrick's brother, son Ricky, and a bunch of other employees and family members at Hendrick Motorsports uh, plane went down just outside of Martinsville, and so. 
Um, that paint scheme has been ran as a tribute to Ricky and all those people. And um, it's a it's a really cool paint scheme. A lot of fun to see that paint scheme do well. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that kind of pretty much sums it up. It is fun to see that paint scheme do well. I, it is. Uh, as a, yeah, basically a lifelong Hendrick fan. That's, right. uh, that is one thing that I do enjoy about it is, is seeing that, yeah, do its thing. And it's got to make Rick feel good too, that those people that, that day are not forgotten because of that paint scheme. No. And that, that day outside of, not to say outside of, so the, the, uh, people important in the Hendrick family that were lost, but like their lead engine yep. built, like their lead engine builder, lead engineers, like there were uh, the other people on that plane that weren't known by name because they weren't necessarily Hendrick, you know, they weren't Hendrick family. Right. That was a big thing for them uh, yep. at the time. And I, if I remember right, it did actually, like they did have like a little bit of a setback for a couple of years um, yep. because of that. Well, they went to, what was it? Oh, five and oh, six was, I mean, obviously Jimmy did well those years, but outside that there was, I mean, that, that event really took them out of the title race that year, I believe. Well, what I, from what I remember, like they were in a period of, you had the, um, like Earnhardt to DEI being really good, like, Mm -hmm. uh, restricted plate racing. Yep. And they were kind of in their prime of restrictor plate racing. And then they lost like some of their lead, the lead engine guy and engineers and stuff. And I think they kind of slumped on that for a bit. Yep. Um, obviously Jimmy was doing his thing outside of that and going on his run, but uh, that was just something that, yeah, I remember that. And they, they had, they won Martinsville. Um, yeah. Jimmy was, uh, didn't Jimmy end up winning the next week too? Like, wasn't it? I think Jimmy won the Martinsville race and then Chad got really emotional on the radio and told him to not do a burnout. And then the next week they went to Texas and he won. Yeah. I, I think that sounds right. It, it was something like that. Or at least uh, one of the Hendrick cars went to Texas and won. Yeah. It was a, it was a kind of a, uh, you know, team of destiny type of thing that For sure. happened after that. It was fun, but all right, you guys. Anything you guys, else for for this actual race since we've gone? Yeah, no. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna end this by reading through the tweets that were sent in the Circle Jerks podcast Discord uh, about the fight. There's some good ones. I'll just tell you, Ty Gibbs. Don't be a little. You know what? I've said the word pussy and fuck on this podcast like three times tonight. I I hold myself to a higher standard, Connor. All right. <laughs> Damon's, Damon's <laughs> the one keeping me in line. <laughs> I hope Chris listens to this, but like the first 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, I got some meeting to go to. Yeah. Uh, so there's a meme in here. Uh, with Jesus poking his head around the corner that says, I saw that Ty Gibbs, and then a photo of him punching Sam Mayer. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's from Corey S. uh, slash Pewter Schmidt. That's good. Uh, Maybe from Family Guy, I guess. 
Uh, Chase Briscoe says on Twitter, uh, <laughs> let's line them back up and do it again. Yeah. And I, she tweeted Chili, out, Chili Bowl Nationals champion Tanner Thorson says, as long as the purses are left at home. <laughs> that's good. God, that's good. <laughs> Chase yeah, tweeted I, that. Like, I saw, I saw Briscoe's tweet, but. He tweeted that like two minutes after the fight. Oh, yeah, he was on it. It was awesome. Uh, Corey Heim, ARCA champion, says LMAO. What? That one that one wasn't as funny. That's, that's the end of the time. I thought Damn. there was like six more. Damn, that's Connor, you just that's really the got... three that I got. I should have ended on the other one. Got everybody's hopes up. Oh, man. Do we have any other thoughts? I don't know. I don't know how... Uh, ad nauseum I've said it but keeping your helmet on in a fight is stupid the NHL once made a rule that all players had to have their helmets on when they were fighting so the players would just punch each other's helmets off before they actually started punching each other right the whole thing is like you're gonna break your hand if you punch someone with a helmet on and if one of you doesn't have it on it's completely unfair if you're both getting in a fight and you get in a fight fast enough that both your helmets are on I'm almost okay with it because it's like, okay, that was obviously like you guys needed to go fight each other. That was that was the thing. Mm-hmm. But he took his helmet off. Take your helmet off. And I, I don't think it helps the NASCAR officials are so um what what would I how would I say this? They really want it. They feel obligated. They feel obligated to go in and break up a one versus oh yeah they're they're supposed to like mitigate anything like yeah i don't like that 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 official was like trying to stop him and he's trying to stop him before anyone ty gibbs was like no get the hell out of my way and that's the first body language to tell you that hey something's gonna happen here when i'm pushing an official out of the way with my elbow like that but Ty only went over there to have a conversation with Yeah, Sam, Sam actually oh, came no, out. No, Sam Ty. Sam actually approached Ty. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like Ty didn't didn't go at Sam. Ty, yeah, yes. I remember that. Yes. Sam, Sam Sam got in the face of Ty. Sam parked in Ty's spot on Pit Road, which was the P two spot. And Ty thought that was his own spot that he had. Absolutely secured. ridiculous. I can't <laughs> Jake, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it was a good time. It's good talking with you guys, breaking that down. So a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this was the Always Race Day podcast presented by Carl Chevrolet. We'll be out. Carl Auto Group. Carl Auto Group. God damn it. Did it get? We'll get there. One That's day. a knee slapper. Gosh. We'll get there one day. All right. Uh, we will be at Eldon at Lake Ozark Speedway tomorrow for the Jason Johnson Classic. If it happens, God willing. It'll happen. At Ty Gibbs. It'll happen. Uh, We'll have a podcast after that if all goes according to plan. If not, we'll be sitting here watching NASCAR on the couch, and uh, we'll have a podcast anyway, I'm sure. So won't be near as good as this one. Uh, yeah, th- we've had two confrontations, not necessarily fights, but confrontations. We have. Two nights in a row. It's short track tomorrow. Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott versus Kevin Harvick, part six. We just need that Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin. Ah, it's just short track. Right? <laughs> we need that. All right. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it.